Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Giles Corrin Has No Idea. It's called this not because I literally know nothing, but because it's all about the moment in the week when I have to sit down and write my column but have absolutely no idea what to write it about. Which is where my wife Esther comes in, who, having read all the papers whilst I take the kids to school, always has half a dozen ideas picked out for me when I get back to be discussed at the kitchen table over a nice cup of coffee. Morning. Morning, darling. Hi. Hello, Ben. Hi, Ben. Hello. Nice to be back here in the new year. Yeah. Ben's got some news. Yeah, what's your news, Ben? Oh, Mark got engaged. Yay! Ben got engaged. This is stuff that's going on the Insta Live feed, but might not make... No, you can, you'll put it into the podcast. No, he won't. It's the most exciting thing that's happened in ages. Have you got engaged recently, darling? Uh, I got engaged um, coming up for 10 years ago now. And how Eleven... did that pan out for you? It was... <laughs> I'll let you know next year. What did you say? I said, yeah, all right then. Did he go down on one knee? No. Didn't he? No. Did he buy you a beautiful ring? Yes. Do you ever wear it? No, because it's no. too big. Because <laughs> you because you might get a better offer. I said, get me a bit, get me a get me the biggest goddamn ring in that shop. I don't care if it's yellow and cracked and full of grit. I want a massive ring. And it turns out it's too massive to like do anything with. So it lives in the safe. Oh, it's it's too massive to do anything with. But then we have a handful of super rich friends whose rings are so big. Yeah. That they go, oh, what's that thing you got on your... And it's a bit embarrassing that it's so small. No, it's not. It's that they wear a kind of stack of kind of multiple rings that they've got. and they, But they wear them as a sign that they, like, don't, they literally don't do anything because they can't because they're wearing too many rings. So it's like with men and their penises and their cars. Well, yes. I drive a very small car. You sure do. Sometimes I look at it on the street <laughs> and think, that really is the smallest car. And the Ford Fiesta is a very small car. But I that's love better than Fiesta. me walking into the bedroom uh, after a shower going, ah, and you going, that really is the no. smallest. <laughs> um, maybe you do think it, but you don't say it. Um, <clears throat> why have you got three rings on? These Five my, rings these on. These are my new Five rings. Five gold rings. A bit late for uh, that. Also, can I, yeah. Top gag, Ben laughed. Um, when a Gen Z laughs at your five gold rings gag. These are my new rings. This one and this one. And I exchanged, you know that thing, that, that ring you got me for Christmas? They couldn't, they, they, um, oh, look at your little face. Fucking hell. What? You mean, so you've come back and you've yeah. not only just dumped the sweat, the, the, the hoodie I gave you, the, the, the pinky ring's gone as well. Well, they just, didn't have, they didn't have the size. They didn't have my size. And I said, but my, my husband said maybe you could order And what about the ring? Well, I exchanged it for this one and this one. I thought you wanted a two. pinky ring. I do, but they didn't have one I liked. And it, the, the, the Shall ones I just I, give the you ones money? They, yes. The ones that I liked were like 700 quid and I just thought, oh, no. No, it's fine. I'm kidding. Basically, basically, I grew up in a house where you handed presents over 
and everyone went, oh, that's lovely. And we all went, oh, we ch- you can change it, you can change it. If it's not right, I'm sorry, you can change it. We never did, and we put it away and never talked about it again. Esther grew up in the house, but they didn't really give presents. Uh, no. But, um, okay. Well, okay, fine. Column well, ideas. Who do we want to be leader of the Labour Party? Uh, oh, well, obviously I wanted to be Keir Starmer. My wife wants Keir Starmer. Because my friend, so... Uh, because Keir Starmer walks past our house from time to time, Keir Starmer could be the third Labour leader in a row to be our actual neighbour. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, and Miliband is is, is, is is like Esther's pointing that way, but it's yeah. uh, it's actually... Uh, no, it's actually no, it is actually, actually, actually there. Uh, and we see him all the time, like in the coffee shop and stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, and in between Corbyn, uh, his constituency is, uh, is just at the top of our road, and he was my next door neighbour uh, in Archway for about three years. And none of them have won power. So what the Labour Party needs to do, if it wants to get back in, I don't care whether it's Rebecca Long-Bailey, the continuity Corbyn candidate. I don't care whether it's that nice Jess Phillips, who like everyone loves and is really great on Twitter. Don't get a leader who's my fucking neighbour. Yeah, exactly. Because they won't win an election. No. They just, because I, I write about them all the time. And I, I did, every time they get a new one, it was the same with Miliband, it was the same with Corbyn. I write about how they're a neighbour of mine. Corbyn I did a selfie with. <laughs> Yeah, remember, remember up at the that. football, Corbyn, yeah. old magic grandpa, doesn't know who I am. Yeah. Public enemy number one. Doesn't know that I work for murder. Doesn't know that I work for the Times. Does a selfie with me. I then post it up and basically his support falls away. Because, mm. oh my God, he lives near Giles Corrin. Yeah, he's obviously just like... He's obviously... It's like the opposite for restaurants. A re- yeah. Any restaurant near you like does really well. But any politician Any near politician me, is like toast. And I can't afford to live where the Tory politicians live. Just no chance. Actually, Bozza lives in Islington, doesn't he? Boris used to live... I don't know. I don't, I think, but like Cameron I think lives he, in Belgrade. He, he lives in Westminster. Downing Street. Yes, no. exactly. That's the thing. Before, you move into Downing Street, I'm not your neighbour. How about that? How about my neighbours and how... What about my role in destroying the Labour Party? What's that? Um, sorry, I've forgotten his name. The, 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 the one... There's a lot of name forgetting you're doing. I know. It's my migraine. I your migraine was a month ago. Spike Milligan. Spike, my, uh, Hitler, my role in his downfall. So it could be the Labour Party, my role in its downfall. Yes. Don't live anywhere near me because I am a cooler. You're like, a, you're like an election cooler. How are you going to stretch that to like a thousand Probably words? Not. Um, um, while you were looking for another idea, have you got one for me? Well, I've got I've got loads, but the the the, the idea that it's like how to kind of spread it out over the thing is that's the problem. So, okay. so the fake beasts at the Natural History Museum. Uh, I think even I've had enough of Harry Potter now. Have you seen that? So the Natural History Museum are have I've got a new exhibition called the um, page twenty five of today's Daily Mail. Top Museum puts Harry's magic beasts in spotlight. Fictional creatures from the world of Harry Potter are to be the centrepiece of a new exhibition at London's Natural History Museum. The Natural History Museum, like a place of science, is having a Harry Potter exhibition. Um, The paid-for attraction called Fantastic Beasts, The Wonder of Nature, will show how invented animals such as the Niffler and Demigees which is in a book of the Harry Potter series I haven't read, were inspired by creatures in the real world. Among Are the you ex- saying that you want me to do an, a menagerie of invented animals? Yes. For my s- column? Something. That's got legs. So basically, so J.K. Rowling, who I just abhor, who just can't write, um, what, said Harry, his face a mixture of surprise, hunger and condemnation. Yeah. And, but people said at least it's got the kids reading again. What they're going to say at least it's got people interested in science but again. But I just think, but I just think, I really do think people will go and they will think that the animals are real. I mean, they do. It looks quite real. There's a look, there's a picture in the Times. There's a picture that there's a picture, but no story in the Times. So here, look. There's a picture of the the irrumpent horn. I'm, oh God! I saw that flicking through the paper and thought it was a real horn or something. Exactly. Ah, oh, vomit. Like people will think, 
they're real animals. I mean, I made, I don't know, maybe no, the, they'll... The generation of moron youth who voted 74% for Corbyn largely because they think they live at fucking Hogwarts because all they've read or know about is... Yeah. Is, is, uh, uh, is, is Harry Potter. They're going to go there and they're going to have absolutely no notion of the difference. It's going to be yeah. a little bit like mid-Victorians going in the old days and seeing the dinosaur skeletons and not believing it was real because God made the earth in seven days and he started with elephants. Yeah. So where, there's no... All they, those kind of like, those like alien skeletons they like put, put in like... Lot. I mean, I'm sure there was some kind of weird alien skeleton. No, Are making is, this up, Ben? Does that ring, ring a bell? No, that, Ben, Studio no. Studio 54, is it a hoax or is it not? Esther, can you focus now? I am focusing. Well, your mind's wandering and... Uh, okay, fine. It's nine times three. 27. Uh, how godlike cats... Oh, yes. ...are the pets of choice for atheists, was the headline in the Daily Mail. Non-believers try to win affection and approval from felines in the same way as churchgoers. Uh, people attending church more than once a week owned... Oh, fuck. 1.4 cats. How incredibly satanic. Which bits did they own? Meanwhile, those who've never attended have two cats on average. So that's a lot of cats. That's a lot of cats but in the world. non-church girls often have two cats. You're basically 30% less likely to go to church if you have a cat. Uh, and one of the things that people say is, we, so are, are cats replacing for people the role of God? There's an old saw, I think it's maybe Christopher Hitchens, it's something like that. So the difference between cats and dogs is that uh, if you provide a dog... Uh, with uh, food and cuddles and warmth, it will come to the conclusion that you're a god. If you provide a cat with food and cuddles and warmth, it will come to the conclusion that it is a god. Yeah. Um, we've got cats, mm -hmm. Iris and Mo Tenzing. Uh, do you think they are taking up a role more than a pet for us? Do you think they've changed us? I, I think that they... Yes, I think they've changed the whole family. I think they've changed the whole dynamic of the family. I think they've changed you in particular. And I was talking to my uh, therapist about the way that the cats have changed you and she said well they're therapy animals uh, and I said so what do you mean and she said well you know animals are do do provide sort of therapeutic functions for some people and you know I think I don't think it really I mean the fish didn't really change your personality <laughs> particularly but how would you say that I was we had four fish as, as each one died no one was really moved and I was quite sad about mm. it and and when the the last one Jaws who we felt yeah. had eaten all three mm. gradually got very very ill and I I was sad about it and no one else cared no because that's because the fish were horrible and ate each other, and it was disgusting. But but, so but, these, the, but the cats. So the, now it's interesting. You say the cats are therapy, just from the point of view of a column. You say the cats are your therapist. Um, but um, as you know, I mean, the, the church hates psychotherapy. Has always has. Uh, I mean, in, for, to to in, and in Scientology, uh, it's like the devil. Um, but the church, no, the church doesn't like psychoanalysis because it's an alternative belief system. And if people people with things wrong with their lives who used to go to church, and believing in God and going to church is a, is a wonderful and admirable thing, but it grows from a place of human uh, insecurity and uncertainty, uh, primitive worries about death and where do things come from and the point of things and the meaning of things. And one, for, for most of civilization, or the last 5,000 years, when people have asked those questions to themselves, they've gone to church and they, they said, well, the solution is God. Psychoanalysis came along in the, in the late 19th century, early 20th century, and began to replace it. So you don't... But isn't, does, doesn't AA have a, uh, have, no. have a kind of... Religious, yes. Have a, yeah, but, but also talking therapy aspect to it as well. Yes, but it's not psychoanalysis. So, so no, um, it's, it's, it's not, not, it's not a talk-based therapy. So the, so the point is, you're saying, now, that is interesting. If your therapist says that cats are therapy, that would be 
a reason, wouldn't it, why people don't go to church? I mean, uh, yeah. unless they're just saying it's an excuse for they don't want to go to a long, boring sermon in a cold place. Uh, yes, there's rules afterwards, though. Yeah, you do get something. Yeah, but if your excuse is not going to stay in and feed the cat. So, mm. do you, so um, I mean, do you think our cats, you know, I mean, for example, we now take our cats on holiday with us? Yes, we sure do. Uh, they came along, they were just kittens that we played with and had fun, and we went away. We went away for one weekend and left them with a... A cat sitter who fed them, mm. perfectly. and then we started taking them with us. And in fact, after we went away to Somerset for the New Year, and we mm. were going to go on to Gloucestershire, only yeah. an hour away, but two nights without the cats was long enough, and we drove a three hundred and fifty mile detour to mm. come back here and pick up our cats, and pick up our cats, yeah. and take them to the countryside. Mm. Uh, and we like to take them to the countryside because they love it. They love the countryside, and they chase, you know, they you, leap about you, and you, sniff things and have a marvelous time. They've learned to catch mice. They catch little, yeah. They catch mice of which there are thousands in the countryside yeah. we were a bit worried that they but then we'd realized they were catching mice that were otherwise doing terrible things but i mean we've we, we've uh, we we've devoted most of the kitchen to them we have about 10 different kinds of food mm-hmm. we let them sleep with us even though it destroys our sleep um is there a column there what should it be should it be a, about cat worship should it be should it be hymns should it be mm. i'm very impressed at how because uh, Kitty never had dollies when she was little, and she was she was never interested in kind of cradling anything or put, putting a dolly in a pram and push, pushing it around. Just not interested in that at all. Not really interested in. Never been interested in cuddly toys or anything. She's got her blanket. She's got her books, and that's it. So I'm impressed at how nicely she does look after the cats. She sees her role as picking their eye bogies out of their eyes, and she keeps their eyes very clean from eye bogies, and that's the the function that she performs. Um, I certainly just glancing past you at Mo Tenzing just snoozing in a sort of sphinx position on the chair it does sort of fill me with love. Mm. Um, and, you know, when, I, when I'm writing, he always comes and sits across my shoulders like a sort of drape. And I adopt a very uncomfortable position and get a bad back just so as not to have to disturb him. But it does, you know, c- cuddling him, hearing him, you know, purr. But the, the therapy aspect for someone like with someone with your particular personality is that the cats are endlessly emotionally available well i say emotionally because cats don't have emotions but um as far as you're concerned the cats are totally emotionally available to you at all times without placing really any emotional demands on you that you are unable and to they meet. don't they don't say it's claustrophobic and they need a bit of me time no and a they, gin and tonic the size of their head if they want me time they just hop down and walk away and but because they're a cat you don't feel that is a rejection Whereas if it was a person, you would feel rejected if someone hopped down and walked away and said, I've had enough of this. Like you going out tonight. Exactly. Not so much as a buy your leave. I literally told you six weeks ago I was going out. Luckily, this evening I have my therapist, <laughs> so I can talk to her for an hour. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Disposable fashion or fashion and all that is in the news. Um, we were laughing at the horrors of the of the actresses at the Golden Globes for a start. Let's start yes. with that and work towards disposable fashion and whether we can cure your problem and the nation's problems. My problem. Okay, we won't, we won't call it your problem. We'll call it the problem of the people in the newspapers, okay? Oh, is and this Lauren Bravo? This, this, yes, exactly. Well, don't worry. Don't you look at my, my homework. I've done my homework. From this point of view, just starting with having been led to this thing, and yes, you know, you've taken back the clothes that I bought you and changed them, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, the Golden Globes, ladies. Have we, have we got the... I mean, some of these... Yeah. Um, well, the, the dressing dressing for all of the award ceremonies is it's not. But what does Gwyneth, Pal- Gwyneth Paltrow I, think she's doing? I Gwyneth Paltrow has know. got a kind of burlesque performer's outfit, except in brown. Yeah. So, and then with a sort of chiffony thing over the top of it, she looks like a sort of exploding tiramisu. Mm. Would you dress like that I for a public ju- thing? I would dress like like Gillian Anderson. I would wear the Nicole Kidman thing, and I would wear what lovely Margot Robbie's wearing. Whereas I, I'd, I'd like to see you in the Salma Hayek outfit. <laughs> you, you'd like to see me with can, Salma Hayek's boobs in the Salma Hayek outfit although well, mine, sure. mine aren't much smaller it's true um, yeah look I mean but the, you've had no it's a boring story you've had a go at okay fashion. so no, it's not, it's not that had a go at fashion that's just much. the intro it's not boring the point is is that the story that one of the stories that caught my eye girl's head mm. gives herself a green yeah. dressing down a headmistress with a passion for fashion mm. Who wrote this? Oh, Rosemary Bennett. She's marvellous. A headmistress with a passion for fashion and a weakness for dresses has given up buying clothes for a year and inspired her pupils to take on comparable challenges to tackle climate change. So do you think that's a thing you could do? Does yeah, that sound- yes, yes, I could, and I, I could and I should. I could and I definitely, definitely should. So there's a, your, your point, you're just saying that to, to a piece in The Observer magazine by Lauren Bravo. Who's could a, I who's go a, a year without a, buying anything new? She is a young journalist. I think she's about 27, 26, 27. Um, and she's written this book, How to Break Up with Fast Fashion, which is very good and extremely funny. And I've read it. I had an advanced copy. And she's, abso- she's absolutely correct. What she's is absolutely fast correct. fashion? Fast fashion is basically, uh, it's... You know, it's a high street, sort of cheaper high street stuff. So you're, it's not, it's not a, it's not a really great coat from Joseph. It's not that that you're going to keep for ten years. It's a pair of, you know, polka dot bell bottoms that you bought because you had PNT. Are you making up for something missing in your life? I, yes, of course. I, most of the, most of the. You've com- got a cat. You've most- got a therapist. <laughs> what the fuck is missing? I've got a husband. <laughs> I think that you know all compulsive behaviour. Didn't say husbands. All compulsive behaviour: eating too much, smoking, drinking gambling watching pornography it's the set it's the kind of it it it's it, 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 we know we shouldn't do it it's slightly forbidden you do it in secret in private on your computer you look and you look and you look and you think oh oh which one oh buy now click oh a rush of adrenaline the afterglow the shame oh my god i shouldn't have that's why so much it's not are you talking the, it's not the items of clothing it's the act of of the buying and the potential possessing of this thing. Shall I, in terms of trying to find a column, yes. then, shall I do a thing going through my wardrobe, the things I can't bear to throw away, which is so awful? <laughs> yes. Um, I've just, but I've thrown away so many of them for you. Have you? 
What That's like my done? parents used to throw my teddy bears away when I wasn't oh, looking. Because I read a thing that another, because the whole bloody papers have just been full of all this sort of women guilty about fashion thing. Yeah. Apparently there's a thing that women can do or do where on the January the 1st you put a sticker on every single item of clothing yep. you own yep. and anything that still has a sticker on it at the end of the year yep. gets thrown out. Well, gets yes, given to charity. Although I don't, I'm not sure how much charities want piles and piles of clothes anymore I mean it depends on what it, I mean the, the, the real I mean as Lauren Bravo points out in her excellent book it's not just nine pound dresses from boohoo.com and pretty little thing and I saw it first it, it's every, it's all of them it's all of them all of them use too much water and create carbon and everything and when you and when you chuck them away they don't they don't biodegrade or and nobody wants to buy them nobody wants to kind of and well also oh, they go, go for rags or something but I could yeah. literally go through my wardrobe and talk about there's the whole thing of the frontline pants every time I mean this yep, Christmas I asked, that's funny. I asked yeah. to buy me pants mm-hmm. because I need some fresh pants but I cannot throw my old pants away until it's actually completely gone so that my nuts hang out through the <laughs> bottom of the gusset I can't bear it and even if they you know how they get so don't you Ben you know how wife well not wife but like trunk type of shorts they will from the general wear of the swinging nads they will eventually the gusset will get not worn through but sort of transparent so that it looks your nuts look like onions in Waitrose uh, just sort of tr- and, I, and I can't throw them away in case something happens to all my <laughs> pants and I've got nothing left but my like 27 pant expeditions ago pants that I can't throw away yeah. and then I've got things like my Singapore is a fine city souvenir t-shirt yeah. on the back is a man it says no urinating in lifts and there's yeah. a man pissing I, I, I've been taking it to play five the sport that I play because I can't wear it publicly because it's so embarrassing for 25 years and it, and I and every now and again I use it to mop up mud which has got <laughs> when it rains into the core and I still can't throw well, it away that's very I wash it, it and the cleaner washes view. it and irons it and folds yeah. up and I can't things like that I go through like my, my dead cert shirt which you know you're not was, throwing that away yeah the shirt that I wore which it wasn't on our a, first date yeah going through your, go through your, my your, wardrobe yes go through your, that's well, a very very good very sock. funny because, yes yes I know yeah um, so I think that's very, very funny. Your, your history of my life in my clothes. But do you remember the clothes? Remember the, the? I will do the same thing, and I will resolve to wear. Yeah. The things that are in there. Do you remember that tie that had Santa Pay written on it and like a motor car on it? I think we got rid of that. And there was that Ralph Lauren. It wasn't Saint Tropez. It was it was Monaco. it was Imola or something. It was the name of a racetrack in Italy. Yeah, that was. So I'm not defending it. I'm so just disgusting. Um, where's my now? You've said that. Where's my Homer Simpson beer tie? I oh, that seen... went, darling. Did it? Yes. That was a fucking. No, but there was that. There was that. There was that very deep red corduroy Ralph Lauren shirt. No, I love that. That shirt. I made you get rid of. I'm really sorry because it's back in fashion now. Is it? Yes. Although not that cut, not that kind of blues on style. The, the that knee- was six hundred and fifty francs. What in but 1991, free, which was sixty five pounds, which was a lot of money in 1991. Yes, I got it free because I was working in uh, Ralph. You Lauren. you are also very interesting on the kind of on the mechanics of the Ralph Lauren sale thing, where by stock would come in. And he would just go sales stock, sales stock, sales stock. Because sales of stock. anything that was half interesting that comes into yeah. anything slightly outre, the kind of shit that these ladies are wearing. Yes. The yes, they would come in and you wouldn't even bother putting it on the shelves. You just save it for the sale because at that price point, nobody will buy that shirt. Exactly. The red corduroy only... was one of them, but I, <laughs> I but proved them wrong. <laughs> Have we got the times? Yes. It's here. Uh, no, hang on. That's yesterday. Okay, I'd quite like to talk about this. No need for know-it-alls, BBC tells its broadcasters. So Radio 3 bosses are stamping down uh, on an audience gripe 
about irritating presenters, not by firing the presenters, but by the, with a ban on what they call presumptuous phrases. So, of course, as we all know, and we all presume that, they want this removed because they, they have to assume that listeners don't know anything. The guidance makes clear that Sunday Feature, Radio 3's weekly documentary series, is aimed at a, quote, general arts audience and must not presume audience knowledge. Program has built a reputation for heavyweight documentaries on figures such as Wagner and Camus. Sorry, Richard Wagner, the German composer of operas, and <laughs> Albert Camus, the French writer of novels such as L'Etranger, who was reported to have played in goal once for the Algerian football team. That isn't really true, so you now know who I mean. Uh, is now looking for pictures on contemporary preoccupations, blah, 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 blah. Ideally, presenters should, be, should not be experts. They should, well, that's me in with a chance of working for them. Yeah, me too. Uh, they should feel like they are sharing their experience, offering their enthusiasms and recommendations, but not lecturing. You, um, so the point is, is they, they should not presume that the audience knows anything. Would that be a column? A column in which you presume? Should that be, should we all do this? Should we never presume? Are we, do we, because you know how sometimes I presume you know things and I go, you saw that story and you go, no. And I go, Ugh. you know, you are aware that there is a thing called the monarchy. And yeah. that in that monarchy, it's the old there pop are, fiction thing. You are aware there is a thing is called TV and on TV they show things they call shows. Yeah. They show, exactly. they show shows. Exactly. So is there a thing? And, and, and I think that young people feel othered by being assumed that they know information when they don't. So I could write a column in which I explain absolutely everything. But what would the column, what would you... It would be I mean, about this story. But, 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 it would no, be no, about no, this story. The, Radio ah, 3. So right, right, right. It's, uh, Radio 3, formerly known as the Light Programme, um, which is um, one of the four main, five mainstream channels of the British, BBC, Brackish British Broadcasting Company, which broadcasts on the radio, yeah, yeah. a small box on a table which picks yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, radio waves out of the air, yeah. waves travel in a did 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 form... Um, and you just you just show what a nonsense it is when you have to assume that somebody knows. And the it. whole yes, column right. kind of eats itself trying to. Uh, I remember when I remember in a maths class when I was about fourteen. Maths being the one with counting. That's the maths. Classes being, being the way they break down schools. In schools. Fourteen being the age you were. I was about numbers 14. being the thing that we actually get from the Arabic exactly. counting system, having previously used the Roman system. Yes. Rome being the capital, formerly city yeah. state that brought civilization to the earth. The earth being yeah. a round thing hanging in space. Space being infinite. Exactly. In maths, I remember the maths teacher saying, write a list of instructions for how to make a cup of tea. And we wrote our list of instructions, which was put tea bag in teacup and pour on boiling water. And then she, and then she said, but how about, well, what else do you do? Don't you have to, where do you get the teacup from? Don't you have to get the teacup out of the cupboard? She was basically trying to say, how far back do you go with instructions? With instructions, where do you start? Take one hydrogen molecule and two oxygen molecules. Put them the together. The fuck you do with those? How do yeah. you turn those into water? <laughs> Just like smash them together and, <laughs> until you have water. And she was like, and then you have to turn on the, but then you got to fill the kettle, and then you have to make sure that you don't fill turning an empty thing into a thing it's... that is not empty. Yes, exactly. I can see this column has definitely got legs. I think it's legs. <laughs> the things that attach your body to the floor. There's a, isn't there? A, there's the thing, a thing. There's the a thing. You're going to tie your body to the floor. Yes. Right. <laughs> is that not a definition of legs? No. Why not? No, but isn't that? You know, I think it's in Alice in Wonderland, uh, a book, book being a thing with pages, mm-hmm. uh, written by Lewis Carroll. Lewis Carroll being the pseudonym of Charles Dodgson, uh, who was a mathematics lecturer at Trinity College, Oxford. Mathematics being the thing we spoke about before. With numbers. Uh, had a book, and he had two characters in it. Characters being imaginary people that aren't really people that you have in books, which we talked about before. Um, Tweedledum and Tweedledee, and they talked about, and they grew from the top down. Do you remember? And the point was, it was about you. You're, if you're six foot three or whatever, you just have to hope that your legs grow enough to reach the floor. Is that right? Because you have to start with your head. It's something. I've like always that. thought Alice in Wonderland was massively creepy, and have never actually read it properly. 
I That's your it. excuse for not having read all books. Well, not all books, but like like quite a significant proportion of them look to me creepy and boring. It is creepy and boring. Yeah. Boring being the thing when you're not interested. Apps like much like I'm sure our listeners are by now. Listeners being the lovely people who tune into <laughs> the show in their droves. <laughs> You've been listening to Giles Corran Has No Idea with Giles Corran and Esther Walker. It's a Times podcast produced by Ben Mitchell. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to avoid ever missing an episode. And if you want to find out what I wrote about in the end, there's a link to my column in the podcast description. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.